0: Welcome to episode 440 of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. As always, I am your host, Daniel Gregory. Thank you so much for joining me for our little podcast today. I hope you are having a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thanks again for taking a little bit of that time to listen to the podcast. This week's podcast is brought to you by you getting a printer to print your work. So whatever you want to do to do that, wherever you want to do that, just know that today's sponsor is all about you actually making prints of your photographs. Okay, there is a whole series of books called Keep It Simple, Stupid, The KISS Principle. And you hear a lot of people talk about keeping it simple. And I thought today I would talk about a couple of things that I think are important about keeping your photography simple. And I oftentimes have found that a lot of times, I'm not saying every time, but a lot of times when things are starting to go sideways in my photography, I have a tendency to make the problem seem more complex than it is. I look for a more complex solution to solve it. I, in general, make things a little bit more than they probably should be. And sometimes it just takes somebody to remind me that, hey, you're doing that the hard way or you're really seeming to struggle at what is not that challenging of problems. So I thought today we'd talk a little bit about some of those things that we could do to help keep things simple and move forward in our photography. But one of those is I think if you think about a photograph or think about a body of work and boil that down to what is that photograph about in one sentence? One, not compound sentence, not one of those fancy hundred word sentences you had to write in creative writing class, but one simple sentence. What is that photograph about? What does that photograph mean? And then even more simple than that, what is one word that describes that photograph? What is one word that contains the essence of what you think that photograph is about? Because I think if you can distill the photograph down into one word and one sentence, you have a lot of clarity about what's happening, a lot of clarity and purpose in what you're doing with your photography. And you have a lot of insight into sort of what that photograph means for you. And sometimes when we're struggling with our photographs and struggling with our photography and a way to talk about it, what shows up. Is a sort of rambling on and on, a long diatribe as we try to sort of shoehorn our explanation into what that photograph might be about. Sometimes we may not like the sentence we come up with. We may not like the word we come up with. But that clarity that that simplification of that process allows for, I think makes it a lot easier to figure out and understand what works and doesn't work within our photographs. At the same time, I think when we look at a photograph, picking one thing that works well in a photograph. Again, when we look at photographs and we think about them, sometimes we make a laundry list of what's working. The light, the composition, the gesture, the movement, the mood, the elements of framing, all these different things start to come together. And we end up sort of overwhelmed with, okay, well, what is actually the thing that sort of defines what works in that photograph? Because all things are in photographs. And again, some work more successfully than others, but they're all there. So I think coming down to one thing that works really well. I also think coming up with the one thing that's missing from the photograph. If we were going to add one thing to that photograph to make it that much better, that much more interesting, what would we add? Would we add a little lightening and darkening of something? Would we add a color shift? Would we add something to the frame? Would we have actually altered the point of view? What is one thing we would do to make that photograph different? And again, then returning to that one sentence, one word, If that thing was added to the photograph, what would that do to change how we would describe that photograph in that one word piece? I think one of the other things that comes out in the sort of simplification of keeping things as simple as possible is we sometimes come up with a laundry list of things we want to work on. We have a lot of different ideas. And sometimes just jumping into one of those ideas works. So I think whether you get a dice and you list out your ideas from 1 to 6 or 1 to 20 if you have a 20-sided die, or maybe you list them all in a spreadsheet and number them and have your partner or your friend or your coworker or some stranger on the bus give you a random number and use that number to start the process. Again, sometimes we jumpstart into things, we try to think about things, and we sort of get lost in the, in the weeds and we just need sometimes just a, an anchor, a point of presence to say, "Oh, okay, here's the place to start. So again, sort of that deep bench of ideas, that journaling you've done, or maybe not have done, but the journaling you've done to give you those ideas. Sometimes we just need a definitive way of making the decision for us and leaving it a little bit to chance sort of is an interesting opportunity there because as much as we all like things to have order and structure and simplicity, when things get a sort of a a mystical quality to them, we roll the dice. Is it chance that it came up on the number of the project that we wanted to work on? If somebody chooses a random number that we don't know, and it's somehow something that we were sort of leaning towards, does that add to the sort of weight and gravity of what we're deciding on? I think so. I think we like that sort of random chance that sort of works out in our favor. So I think doing that very simple step of just randomly picking the project you're going to do by the random roll of the dice is a really interesting way of keeping things simple and not overanalyzing them. I think one of the other pieces we can do when we're looking at photographs And we're looking at working in Lightroom, working in Photoshop, redesigning your Wacom tablet, deciding where to hang a photograph on the wall in your house because you finally got that print done, is that we look for the one key distraction, the one thing that really bothers us about whatever it is we're working with. And then we remove that one distraction. I know for me, one of the things in Photoshop, once I get Photoshop set up, is I like to have my palettes on the left. Just a weird little way of working. I like the little toolbar and then I like my palettes over there. And if for some reason I reset my workspace or I download a new version of Photoshop and those palettes aren't in the right place, it sort of bugs me. It's distracting. And a lot of times when I'm teaching, I'll convert back to the basic workspace because that's what a lot of people never default off of when they're working inside of Photoshop or in Lightroom. I'll actually move the development panel to the left in my own personal work. But in teaching, I usually leave it on the right. It's not distracting for people. But that little distraction for me of this is the way I sort of prefer to work actually slows me down. Every time I drag that mouse over there, I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, just it's not in the right spot. Distracting for me to have to go over there. And so that little bit of help, that little bit of insight really does make a big difference in removing that one little thing, keeping it again simple, keeping the interface as simple as possible for my brain so that it's able to process the information as easy as possible. Again, easy oftentimes equates to keeping things simple. I think one other kind of area to focus on, one other piece to think about, is if we think about what is not necessarily within distractions, but what is a very simple thing you could change about your behavior that would make your photography that much more enjoyable? And I've talked about these over the years, you know, having done now 440 podcasts, things like always putting your camera away in the camera bag, resetting your cameras back to their base default before you put your camera away, always making sure a battery's charged, reformatting your memory cards, uh, backing up your photos, uh, sharing a photograph online every day, whatever is a very simple little thing you can do to keep you engaged in a meaningful way with your photography that you haven't done. And again, it has to be something simple. I know for me, having my camera with a charged battery and a lens on it sitting here at the table next to me means that I can pick that camera up and go out in the yard and photograph at any time. If that camera is in its bag, tucked away, and I see something in the yard I want to photograph, I think to myself, first thought, literally my first thought is, I got to get the camera out of the camera bag. Like somehow that's a barrier for me. Somehow that little issue no matter how simple that seems, is challenging for me. Where if I made the decision to put it on the table, and when I made that decision, now it's just very easy for me to come in and be like, oh, there's something photographing in the Go in, grab my camera, come back out, grab it. I even leave the tripod sitting by the door a lot of times in case I need the tripod. So just by one little simple issue of getting the camera out of the camera bag was a challenge for me, preventing me from making photographs, Remove that. Very, again, very simple issue, just like a distraction, moving that panel from the left side to the right side because it distracts me. In this case, just a simple movement of that one thing makes a huge difference in that approach. Now, I have beat this issue more than once. And so I, again, recognize the repetition of this. But I do think finding an image to share in physical form is one of the simplest things you can do to bring joy to your experience as a photographer. Now, whether you have the printer, whether you go have it printed by MPix, Bay Photo, White House, somebody in your photo club who has a printer who will print it for you, whoever it is, but that joy of actually having that photograph made into something physical that you then give to somebody else. It's a very simple gesture, it's a very small gesture. But it's hugely impactful for you as the photographer to give that photograph to somebody and have them see and experience that photograph, not on a screen, not on a little 6.7 inch big diagonal on a a phone or a four and a half inch diagonal if you're on the small phone, but that diagonal of actually getting to look at the photograph, actually getting to hold the photograph, experience it and touch it is a completely simple thing we can do. Again, in keeping it simple, not a hundred photographs that you're printing, not a thousand, not a body of work or a series, but just one photograph that you're going to give to one person. And doing that will be an amazing experience for both you and the person who you give the photograph to. Again, it's about simple. It's about ease. It's about changing the way we think about our photography through one small step. The step of what does that photograph mean by one word or one sentence? What works in a photograph? One thing that works. One thing that is missing from a photograph. Again, not everything that's missing, but again, simple things. Because a lot of times when we make photographs, it's not big things that we miss. I mean, and when we miss big, we know it. I mean, we bring up a photograph, we're like, ooh, that is off. <laughs> that was bad. Don't even know why I took it. But when we bring up a photograph that's sort of like it's got some legs behind it, it's got some presence behind it, and it's not quite right, It's always something simple that needed to change in that photograph. And it may be something we can change. Maybe it is just an adjustment of a crop, a slight crop, or maybe it's a little color change, or maybe it is a movement into an abstract through a black and white heavy conversion or whatever it is. But that simple, simple little change to that photograph oftentimes makes the difference. And it's very easy for us to get caught up into we need these massive, big changes to the photograph. We need uh, all sorts of things to happen. I need a different crop and a different preset and I need a different white balance and I need all this stuff to happen for that photograph to work. When a lot of times it's the smallest thing. And I see this just as proof of point when I teach a color class and when I teach color theory, when people get their white balance right, their global white balance right, not what they think it should be, but when they actually truly get the unwanted color cast removed, They're amazed at how much luminosity, contrast, color, depth, all sorts of things just magically appear in the photograph because it now doesn't have this unwanted sea of color permeating every aspect of it. A small change, a simple change, one change, one simple change of white balance makes all the difference in the image. So, as you're looking at your photographs, as you're thinking about your photography, think about what are the small things you could do, not complex things one simple step, one small change you could do, that would have a huge impact. And the other thing is, it's super easy to make small changes. I mean, moving my Photoshop panel from the left to the right, that takes like a half a second. I don't have to think about it. Easy peasy, and I'm back to being happy. So things like that for you, you'd be surprised at how much difference that'll make in your photography just by taking those small steps. I hope you have a wonderful week again behind the camera, or not behind the camera, but I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks so much for checking out our little podcast here. Again, I'm your host, Daniel Gregory. The Perceptive Photographer comes out every Monday and it's always in this sort of 12 to 15 minute range, sometimes a little shorter. And if there's an interview, it might go a little longer, but I'm usually in that 12 to 15 minute range. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you're listening up on iTunes or Google Play or whatever platform you're on, if you give us a rating and a review up there, that helps other people find the podcast. So if you've got the inclination and the time, I really would appreciate that. But no matter whether you do that or not, thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate the time you give me each week. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time.